You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in, folks. You're on Big Blue Views audio lineup. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Nick Filato and Chris Fum, and we are recording... After another embarrassing Giants loss, if you were part of the post-game live stream or happened to uh, check out the post-game pod, you know that we were very disappointed with the performance, but also had severely low expectations uh, for that matchup against the Chargers. Giants sitting now at a record of 4-9, and nine, not in any position to compete uh, at a point where things are ultimately looking lower and lower and far more disappointing as the weeks continue to drag on. So we thought today what would be a productive use of our time instead of trying to reanalyze a game that really does not have much to take away from. Now that we know that Dave Gettleman is set to in quote retire at the end of the season, but we all know what the reality of that is. uh, We thought it would be interesting to discuss some of the coaching or sorry, the general manager candidates that could step in and take over that job. Um, And there's a lot of interesting names on the table for this position. The first one, guys, that we have to address, and I have to say already, I really, really hope that this is not the hire because it would be perpetuating an already terrible cycle of the same people being moved up and then fired after a few years. And I think that we're at a point here where you really need to start to clean house and start really, really fresh. So that name that I'm referring to is Kevin Abrams, who's been with the team for 20 years as the Uh, most recently as the assistant general manager under Dave Gettleman and um, been here for obviously multiple general managers. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? Are we willing to move with Kevin Abrams as the guy? Or are you guys in agreement with me here that that, that's just going to perpetuate the same crap we keep saying? I agree with you, Joe. It's just going to keep perpetuating the same cycle of mediocrity that Giant fans have unfortunately been exposed to over the last decade. And I think it extends beyond Kevin Abrams. And you know what? This might be unfair to Kevin Abrams, to be honest. He's been in the organization for a while. He did a lot of unique things with the cap. That was kind of his uh, bread and butter under Dave Gettleman. But unfortunately... This team has been abysmal for quite a while. And again, it extends past him. I also look at Chris Mara, who is the senior vice president of player personnel right now. He is, I believe, the brother of John Mara. And he's been with the organization for a while. He's been there for, I think, two stints. He started back in like the 70s. But he rejoined the Giants, I want to say, somewhere in 2011 and got promoted to the senior vice president. And that was around the same time the Giants just started going downhill in terms of their draft picks and their rosters. Now, that's two general managers that were in charge of that, Jerry Reese and Dave Gettleman. I think we can agree Dave Gettleman is not doing a good job. I think a lot of people forget how bad of a job Jerry Reese was doing, especially around that time. He nailed the 2007 draft, like one of the best drafts the Giants had in a very long time. But ever since then, it was kind of downhill, downhill. And the reason the Giants had a lot of success when we were younger 
was because of Ernie Acorsi's drafts. Now, I think it's Chris Mara. I think Kevin Abrams. I think all of these guys who are within the Giants organization, they cannot be the people to take the mantle forward because they need an outside voice. They need a different way of doing things because it's just been an absolute disaster for 10 plus years now, it seems like. Yeah, that that I think is exactly it. And yeah, I kind of agree with Joe. It's it, or it might not be exactly fair to Kevin Abrams to just kick him to the curb, but the the organization needs to be aired out. They need new voices, they need new ideas, they need new approaches from the top down or or maybe from the bottom up depending on how you view uh the organizational structure. But yeah, Kevin Abrams, I'm sure he's a good guy. I don't hate some of the things he's done with the cap over the years, just fitting in free agents back when, you know, there was a time when it, teams would race to get free agents into their building before the giants, because they knew that if a guy, the giants wanted walked into their building, he wasn't leaving without a contract, you know, like uh, Cullen Jenkins, uh, DRC, Dominic Rogers, Cromartie, Chris Canty, uh, Martellus Bennett. You know, there was a time when mm-hmm. if there was a, good free agent on the market and the Giants showed an interest, that guy was going to be a giant. And Kevin Abrams was a part of that because they had, you know, a way he has a, had a way of getting those guys signed and fit under the Giants cap while managing to keep, you know, Eli Manning employed with the Giants and his cap number, which was pretty much always resetting the quarterback market. But, you know, he, it's just, the Giants are at a point where they need a new direction. And I'm afraid Kevin Abrams is kind of going to be a casualty of that. Now, if whoever the new GM is, is fine keeping Kevin Abrams around and Abrams is fine following the new guy's lead, that fine. Yeah, that is their business. But I don't think it should be mandated by ownership at all. I think uh, just one interesting thing to throw out there that I, I just thought of as we're talking about Jerry Reese and Dave Gettleman, they both kind of are, are ending the same way where Jerry Reese threw all this money at the defense. It worked for a very, very short period of time, and then it ended up being his demise. And here we are, Dave Gettleman literally doing the same thing with all that money that uh, he spent on the free agent class that was Blake Martinez and James Bradbury. And it worked last year, but now it's clearly not producing the results that we would have really hoped for. Uh, the other names that I think are really interesting are the, the more recognizable ones. Uh, the first one being Lewis Riddick. He is a, a name that back in the last cycle of looking for a general manager was brought up and then they ended up hiring Gettleman. And Riddick's most recent role was being a um, director of pro personnel, and that was in Washington and Philadelphia. So he's familiar with the NFC East. He played in the NFL for multiple teams, but not at a super high level as he bounced around a lot. The, The most reputable thing that he's done, though, since is creating a career as a TV analyst. So the one thing that's a little bit odd here is back when he was originally brought up, that was when Mayock was signed around that time. And it kind of makes sense to go and get one of these, one of these TV people. It it seemed like it was starting to to produce good results, but Mayock so far has had a lot of first round picks that have very blatantly missed for a number of reasons. So 
Do we think that Lewis Riddick could make some sense here, or do we think that the lack of credentials might not really work in this situation? I think he should be considered for sure. And he interviewed with the Giants back in 2018 when they decided to go with Dave Gettleman. And this wouldn't be the only – you brought up Mayock, but we also have to bring up John Lynch, a former player who also went media, who ended up being – a pretty successful general manager over there in San Francisco so far, but still, I guess the jury is out there since they haven't necessarily won the big one yet. And they have a great coach and just a great overall system over there. I think a lot of people would agree, but in terms of Lewis Riddick, I think it can be considered and also shout out to the scouting Academy. Cause he's also somewhat of a teacher over there back in the day, Chris, you know what I'm talking about there, bro. But, um, <laughs> but we have to also recognize and if Lewis Riddick was the general manager, if they gave the job to Lewis Riddick and he didn't select a quarterback in the 2018 draft, similar to what Dave Gettleman did, then the Giants would have had Dwayne Haskins as their quarterback right now with the sixth overall pick instead of Daniel Jones. And now the jury's out on Daniel Jones, but I think we can all agree here that Daniel Jones is a much better option than Dwayne Haskins. And I'm not, it's not saying, oh, Lewis Riddick doesn't deserve an opportunity. I absolutely think he should be considered. If he wants it, I think he should interview. And I would even welcome him if the Giants decide that he is the person that they are going to go with. But at the same time, if he did get that job in 2018, we may not be in that much better of a position right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to hold him, hold uh, Riddick liking Dwayne Haskins against him because, yeah, the, in that draft, I think it's pretty clear that basically the one quarterback came out of that draft class, and it's Kyler Murray, who went first overall. So after that, you know, there might not have been any good choices, maybe Gardner Minshew. But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm with you. I have a soft spot for Lewis Riddick. You know, I, I, I absolutely loved the lessons he taught at the Scouting Academy. Yeah, he is one of, the, one of those guys where you, you get him talking about football and the nuts and bolts of football, and you could just hear the passion in his uh -huh. voice. And he is a, a fantastic communicator who does have a deep understanding of the game. So from that perspective, yeah, I'm with you. If the Giants brought him in, and I, I would expect them to, just because, you know, from what I have heard, uh, Riddick was actually the favorite of Steve Tisch and Ernie Acorsi and John Mara had to convince Steve Tisch to go with Dave Gettleman. And, you know, <laughs> I think he would at least have that in his corner right now. Yeah, maybe that, that foot in the door. So, yeah, I would expect to see his name come back around again this year. And depending on how wide of a net the Giants cast, he might have a pretty good shot of getting the job. And who knows, maybe being in the media is an advantage for him just because he's had a chance to build relations relationships across the league and look at a whole bunch of different players from a completely non-biased point of view. Yeah, that, I don't know if he would be the best option for the Giants GM job. We'd have to see what the other options are, but I think he could be a legitimate one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, another name that I think has some intrigue to it, uh, an option that I, I don't think is really being brought up a ton, but I think could get some run just in the overall GM uh, carousel this this upcoming offseason uh, is Scott Pioli, who spent a ton of time in the NFL in multiple front office roles. He has that Patriots connection, the Bill Belichick connection that we know is so highly touted that that a lot of people always look for in either the general manager or a head coaching or even a coordinator position. And Pioli's only stint as a general manager was with the Chiefs from 2009 to 2012. And then most recently, 2014 and 2019, was an assistant GM with the Atlanta Falcons. So this is the angle of, do we go out and hire someone who's been a couple years removed it's been sitting at home looking for the right opportunity, the right chance to get back into things. Does that make a lot of sense to go and do something like that? Because separate from him being away from football for a couple of years and being removed because of the, the, the Falcons lack of success, you know, separate from that, like he has all of the credentials that you look for in a general manager candidate. And he's also not that old. He's not, he's 56 years old, which is a relatively, a, a, a what an age that most general managers are hired at. I think it could make sense. Absolutely. But it all depends on how he goes into that interview and how he presents himself. It's definitely on the table. Scott Pioli, he's on the television a lot too. And as Chris pointed out with Lewis Riddick, he definitely understands the nuts and bolts of roster building and, and everything like that. He was with the new England Patriots from 2000 to 2008, but he never directly worked with Joe judge, but you would imagine there is an influence that would be similar to something that Joe Judge understands, that New England way, and that could endear him towards Giants ownership if Giants ownership doesn't want to bail on Joe Judge. So I definitely think he's an option. Yeah, I have to admit it. At this point, I'm I'm pretty uh, wary of really stressing the New England connection, mm. just because. Yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion that Bill Belichick, the coach, has bailed Bill Belichick, the GM's ass out of the fire for about 20 years now. You know, the Patriots are consistently successful, but it, it hasn't really been because of you know, their draft and free agent acumen. You know, they, they have had plenty of busts. It's just that Belichick is so good at putting, you know, guys nobody's ever heard of in position to play to the best of their abilities. Now that that does I speak in part to the Patriots uh front office in finding those guys, but it's just that Belichick is such a great coach that that's almost like uh in the draft, looking at Alabama, where they have just such a an advantage in recruiting, where you you almost have to put like a a little asterisk next to every you know all of your evaluations. You're like, is this guy really that good, or is he just on a team with a whole bunch of NFL players going against college players? I would and agree I, with. I would agree with. Sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, no, I would, go right go right ahead. I would agree with you in recent memory, but when Scott Pioli was there, that goes back to 2000, 2001, 2002, 2000, when they were actually, I would say, 
bringing in solid pieces from the draft that were being utilized, not like the Marshall wide receiver that he drafted a couple of years ago or, you know, some safety you never heard of that barely ever saw the field. I think that's more of a new phenomenon than it was back when Scott Pioli was there. But at the same time, I do 100% agree with you. Bill Belichick, the coach, has definitely bailed out Bill Belichick, the general manager, in recent memory. Yeah, like, I, again, I, I wouldn't be at all opposed to bringing Scott Pioli in. I think the Giants GM, he can't be a neophyte. He's got to be somebody who has been around, who, if even if he's never been a general manager before, yeah, he has to have been in a position of authority, somebody who has done a, a number of different things in front offices and has been successful. And Pioli has been yeah, he has been around a lot of successful franchises and he's seen teams built the right way. So that I think does count for a lot. And he's 56. You know, he's you know, not a baby in this area. And he's also not a dinosaur either. Yeah. I don't think the game has passed him by you know, even though he's been out of football for a couple of years you could uh, he probably is still in a position where he can watch games and you know see the direction the league is going and you know th- i don't think that should be a strike against him that he's been sitting at home so separate from the more recognizable names that have been cycled through so far and are probably going to get brought up a ton during this general manager search are there any other names that maybe aren't as talked about you guys think could be in consideration or, or should be uh, we should at least be aware of during the cycle? Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest one for me is Will McClay, the the Dallas Cowboys uh, vice president of player personnel. He is he's a guy whose name comes up every time there's a GM opportunity opening. And it, nobody has been able to get an interview with him. Nobody seems to be able to pry him out of Dallas. But it's also pretty widely recognized that he is one of the, if not the biggest reasons why Dallas always has talent on their roster. Why, you know, even if they have their inevitable collapse every year, they always have a roster that can compete and looks like it should be a, you know, a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. This year they seem to be playing up to it. Yeah. Other years they've had late season collapses, but the talent has always been there. They've always been well-stocked. They've always had a pipeline of guys at pretty much every single important position. And McClay seems to be the reason why. Yeah, Will McClay, that's an excellent call. That I don't know if anybody's going to be able to pull him away from Dallas. It doesn't seem like uh, he's been too interested in leaving. Uh, a couple other names that just kind of pop up is Joe Horitz from the Ravens. He's the player personnel uh, director, I believe, and director of college scouting. He used to be that. He uh, just was raised under Ozzie Newsom, as as uh, Chris pointed out in the notes here. But he's also been around for a while, and he's not overly old. He has 19 years with the Ravens, seven years in his current role. So I think that's somebody, if we want to talk about a way to build a roster, I think a lot of people respect what the Ravens have done in the past. So he's a name to definitely monitor. That's Joe Horitz. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I think Rick Spielman, if he's fired by Minnesota, is another uh kind of somebody to to go over as well because if if 
Minnesota just blows up. Like if they lost that game on Thursday night to the Steelers, it might have, you know, oh, Ziggy yeah. Wolf blew it up. You know, Rick Spielman's <laughs> out, Mike Zimmer's out. And if that were to be the case, I think Spielman's somebody who built that roster pretty well and somebody to kind of consider. And it would be a quick turnaround. I don't know how realistic it is, but it's somebody to uh, just kind of keep in the back of your mind if Minnesota just ends up tumbling to the ground. My, my only thing with Spielman, and I, I, I like the premise because if you look at what he, he's done, the teams, the competitive teams that they've put together in Minnesota, has they've been fantastic. They've been great teams. The only thing that holds me up is, is does it make a lot of sense for the Giants to go and do what they did back-to-back GMs, which is hire a guy that just got fired? That's the only thing that like I'm a little bit unsure of because we saw the results of that with Gettleman. Who was fired from Carolina? That's the only like, like that's the only holdup I have with with getting a guy that <laughs> that was recently fired from a current position, despite his putting together a really really good roster. Yeah, I mean that's something to definitely consider. And again, like this is all pure speculation. We have no idea how these guys are going to go into interviews. There's no film to watch on these guys, so we're really just kind of throwing names out here and uh, kind of looking at how these right. the offices, front offices that these people have been a part of and what they've been able to do in those current roles in terms of the roster building. But again, there are so many variables that go into building a roster. It's not just these one particular yeah. individuals. Right. Yeah. And for me, there's two more and I, they're kind of at almost opposite ends of the spectrum sort of, well, not, not really opposite ends of the spectrum, but you know, if you want to go for kind of the young rock star, the, the almost like Sean McVeigh of the, or Kyle Shanahan of the, personnel world you have to look at ed dodds at the with the colts he's their assistant general manager he kind of grew up in the al davis uh raiders so he's used to that real super high pressure environment he helped build the legion of boom seahawks yeah he's you know the the colts have just you look at what they've been through with, you know, Peyton Manning, his injury, leaving them, lucking into Andrew Luck, and then Andrew Luck's super sudden retirement. You know, that they have managed to remain competitive despite going through all of that. And Dodds is a big part of that. He is really widely regarded as one of the best scouts in the NFL. He grew up as a scout. He started out as a low level scout and just climbed the ladder all the way up. He's done a little bit of everything at all of his stops and he's still young. I think he's 39 right now, maybe 40. So he will have, I think a, a younger, fresher take on football and maybe some more energy that the giants haven't had in a long, long time. And then the other one for me is uh, Brian Zanders. He's a senior personnel executive for the Los Angeles Rams, former general manager of the Denver Broncos. Uh, He was the GM for the Broncos for five years. And over those years, he drafted 22 starters, uh, had six pro bowlers and 12 all pros. Like I could go through the list of the guys he's drafted, but it's a little bit too long and it, but just suffice it to say, it's really impressive. And then with the Rams, we've seen how incredibly aggressive they have been in building their team. And they've also been pretty unconventional in building their team. 
And the Giants have been like they have been the complete opposite of that. They have been incredibly conventional and not terribly aggressive up until this year, but that also they, they did aggressive badly and it blew up in their face. I don't think anyone can argue that. So maybe having somebody with a background in a young or a, a mentally young, energetic team that is, you know, really pioneering being an aggressive, only, almost moneyball type franchise. You know, that could be the kind of change up that the Giants need. You need a coach to to assist. Well, that. yeah, but that, that that's the other part of all of this, which you know, something we might get to in another podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have plenty of time to, to discuss candidates as this this cycle is going to turn into um, or it's going to heat up a lot more. We're going to start hearing about interviews and, and people coming into the building and possibilities for probably some really random names and things along those lines. So we'll be covering it all. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date uh, as season continues to unwind for the Giants. Our focus shifts, as always, to the offseason already, which we're, of course, excited about. Uh, who wouldn't love to be talking about that instead of a uh, a winning season but <laughs> folks be sure to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review first thing in the morning as soon as you wake up the to-do list starts does the car need gas hopefully those leftovers are still good why did i get cc'd on mom <laughs> no you can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.